What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 52, season 2 of Save Crystal. Today we are talking about the Sword Quest Contest, one of my all-time favorite stories in all of video game surrounding Atari. It's it's such a good, good story. We're gonna we're gonna get into that in just a moment. That's what the main uh, episode is about. But I always like to do an intro, and today's intro I'm gonna be talking about Madden 22. Now this is a bit of a rant. And yes, I am biased as a Titans fan, but um, not too long ago, we were shown the cover of Madden, okay? And it made sense. Everyone was like, Madden 22 is most likely going to have Derrick Henry on the cover. He's number 22. He's number 22. The marketing, uh, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, there was a leak, uh, a GameStop leak that showed... um, you know, promo art and stuff for the for the game, and it had Derrick Henry, and I was very excited. I have not bought a physical copy of Madden in a long time, and being a Titans fan, I was like, if Derrick Henry's on the cover of this game, I'm going to buy it, day one. Um, so anyway, we all know Madden in recent years has sucked. I just, you know, they put so much time into Madden Ultimate Team, and I just think they need to distribute, you know, I, I know that they're showing now that they are putting more time into franchise mode, which is my favorite mode in Madden. But I still, even after seeing the gameplay and stuff, it looks, it's it's an updated version of last year's Madden. So just like last year, I'm going to wait for this thing to go on sale. And I'm not talking like $10, $20 off. Like I'm talking super sale. Um, it, It's... Let me get to my disappointment. So we were shown a we were shown a trailer that showed two goats. Well, everyone's like, "Oh my, that's got to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got to be one of the goats." And then the other goat's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes. Well, I did not want to believe that. I wanted to think, "No, it can't be. They were both just on the cover not too long ago." I think Brady was on the cover of Madden 18 and then Mahomes was on the cover of Madden 20. Um, well, Peyton Hillis was in the commercial as well. So then that sparked up some people, you know, their, their theory of, well, Peyton Hillis is in the commercial. He's a running, he was a running back. So maybe Derrick Henry is going to be one of the goats with a legendary running back beside him on the cover. Well, after all speculation, the cover comes out and it is indeed Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Okay. Well, only once did Madden ever have two people on the cover. It was Madden 10. You had Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Polamalu. And that cover looked awesome. They were both uh it, it was in, they were in action. It was just a really cool cover. This cover looks like an Instagram photo. It looks like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are sitting down at a, I don't know, uh, like a charity event, and they're just hanging out. They're in uniform. Like, they're not, it's not like cool shots of them in action on the field. Very disappointed in that. Like I said, I am biased as a Titans fan. I wanted Derrick Henry to get the cover. I think he deserves the cover. 
I mean, he's back to bash or back to bash, back to back rushing champion uh, over the last two seasons in the NFL. He also just rushed. He's the only, only the eighth player in NFL history to rush for over 2000 yards in the regular season. Derrick Henry is a monster and I'm, I, he's the best running back in the league. You know, like I said, maybe I'm a biased Titans fan. I am, but come on. It would have made sense to put him on the cover. So Madden's marketing team, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're thinking with your game. I don't think you've put out a good game since Madden 11. Um, you got to do better. Got to do better. I saw in the, the commercials or where they're breaking down gameplay for Madden, they showed like home field advantage being a, a big thing where the crowd can get so loud that it can screw up your wide receivers routes. College football games was doing that in like 2005. I don't know. I just, uh, I think I like the controls of Madden. If Madden could take their controls and take the presentation of 2K, I think they may be on to something. But I don't know. I think Derrick Henry definitely got he got screwed on the cover. But with that being said, we're going to keep the intro short here. Uh, that was my little Madden 22 rant. Let's hop into episode 52, Sword Quest. Only Atari makes the world's most popular home video games. The only space invaders. The only asteroids. The only Pac-Man. The only Missile Command. And soon, the only Defender. And the only way you can play any of them is on a home video system made by Atari. Have you played Atari today? All right, Sword Quest originated from Atari's previous game called Adventure, which is well known as one of the first games to have Easter eggs. And when I say Easter eggs, let me explain this because I have talked to people that looked at me funny when I, I mentioned an Easter egg in a game. I'm not talking about the pink, green, blue, yellow, fun, hidden Easter eggs on an Easter egg hunt. Uh, they use that term Easter egg because there are secrets hidden within the game. So just putting that out there for those of you who might not know. But anyways, under the Sword Quest name, there were going to be four games to be released. Earthworld, Fireworld, Waterworld, and Airworld. Atari had designed the Sword Quest contest to award a winner uh, for each of the four games. These games all came out one at a time. And in each game box came the game, of course, a poster and a comic book based on that game. Now, the comic book is very important, which we will touch on that when we get there. But the main goal was to find clues as you play. You were to write down the clues, send them to Atari, and those who found the most clues uh, were invited to Atari headquarters to compete in the finals. In the finals, players would play a specially programmed version of that game and only had an hour and a half to finish. Whoever was the first to finish the game would be awarded a treasure. You know, each valued, each of the treasures were valued at $25,000. And uh, the prize for finishing the first game, Earthworld, was a talisman, an 18 karat solid gold disc studded with 12 diamonds and the birthstones of the 12 zodiac signs along with a miniature white gold sword to sit on top of it. If you finish the second game, Fireworld, you got the Chalice of Light. 
a goblet made of platinum and gold studded with diamonds, rubies, sapphires, pearls, and green jade. For finishing Waterworld first in this competition, you would win the Crown of Life. A solid gold crown decorated with diamonds, rubies, sapphires, and aquamarines. And finally, if you won the Airworld contest, you received the Philosopher's Stone. A large piece of white jade in an 18 karat gold box encrusted with emeralds, rubies, and diamonds. These aren't ordinary prizes. These aren't free t-shirts or keychains. This... These were legit. These were prizes for a king. But it gets even bigger, though. The four winners would all come back and compete one last time. This time, if they win, they receive a jewel-encrusted sword with an 18-karat gold handle and a silver blade covered in diamonds, emeralds, sapphires, and rubies. Uh, the sword was valued at $50,000. This was a legit treasure hunt. You hunt for the clues and you possibly leave with actual treasure. So here we are 30 years, almost 30 years later, the competition is well over, and if you pick these games up today, they are kind of worthless without the comic books. Uh, you know, the comic books I mentioned earlier that came with the original box. Uh, when you played, when you play this game, numbers flash on the screen. Let's just say, for example, nine and six. What you would do, you would go to page nine of that comic book, go down to panel six, and search that panel and find the hidden clue. Oh, it was a word. You'd have to find it within that comic book panel and write it down and send to Atari. The clues in the comic books would make a sentence. Uh, 5,000 gamers entered and only eight got the right clues to make the proper sentence. The winner of Earthworld, the first game, was Stephen Bell. He took home the talisman and you can even look up a photo of him with it. The second game, Fireworld, more gamers uh, found all the secrets. This time, instead of only eight, more than 50 gamers found all clues. But Michael Rideout was the winner of the second game, Fireworld, and won the Chalice of Light, which you can also find a photo of him with the chalice. But things started to get rough by the time the third game released. Atari was hurting financially due to the video game crash of 1983, and Waterworld was released, but in a limited quantity. Unfortunately, the contest for Waterworld never happened. Uh, the financial issues that Atari was facing forced them to sell the company, and Airworld, the fourth game that was planned, would never even be released. So now the mystery is, whatever happened to the remaining treasure? I mean, sure, two people won, the talisman and the chalice were given to the winners, but whatever happened to the crown or the philosopher's stone and the grand prize sword? Some may say, well, they probably weren't made up yet. They probably weren't made until those competitions, but no, that's not true because there's proof that shows that they exist. There's photos that show the, the crown and the philosopher's stone and the sword on display during the other contests. Jack Trammell was the man who purchased Atari, and many rumors have circulated that he had the sword hanging in his living room. Some claim to have seen it. He has since passed away in 2012, so if he did have the sword, he most likely had the other treasures too. But where are they now? That's the big treasure hunt. 
And the reason I love this story so much is Atari took what was bare minimum graphics. I mean, when you play the Atari 2600, you really had to have an imagination. And that's what you were able to do. You were on a legit treasure hunt. With the right imagination, you put yourself in the game and try to win actual treasure. You know, video games are unique and the creativity behind the Sword Quest games, in my opinion, were top notch. I have here in my game studio one of the um, mail-in things for the first game, Earthworld, where you would fill out, you know, the the the, uh, the clues and send it to Atari. And I'm pretty sure it says like it has to be sent in by, you know what? I'm going to check real quick. Give me a second. So the date on it for the entries to be entered is by March 15th, 1983. It's a really cool piece that I just have set up in my game studio because I love this story. I mean, I think the Nintendo World Championships always outshine this. And uh, I'll cover that at some point as well. But man, this is such a, I mean, the treasures in this game, you were, it was a legit treasure hunt. You know, these games aren't hard to come by, at least the Earth World and Fire World, the first two games. I think you can get them for pretty cheap. Now, with the comic books, I don't know about all that, but Water World will um, cost you a little bit because, like I said, it was only released in limited quantities. It's a little on the pricey side, but this is something I want to do. That paper I have over there, not that I'm going to take it out of the frame and mess with it or anything, but there's like five sections where I can write a word. I'd like to sit down, play the game with the comic book, and try to figure it out myself. I don't know what the final winning um, words were. I don't. So I think it would be cool for me to sit down and try to figure out what I think it is and then find out what the winning words actually were. That would be really cool. But uh, if you're going to look for Airworld, unfortunately, not going to find it. But I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode, wherever you're listening, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, maybe you're on my YouTube channel, Save Crystal Gaming over on YouTube. For those of you who don't know, subscribe over there. I do walkthroughs. I do live streams sometimes. There's content over there. So check me out. And with that being said, I will see you all in the next episode.